Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brains. I am your host of the Quick Brain Podcast and your brain coach, Jim Quick. And what we're going to talk about today, your question for today is how does in real life connection influence our brain health and our longevity? And with us today, we have two guests, Colleen and Jason Wachub. They are the founders of, and many of you know this brand, and co-CEOs of Mind Body Green, which is the leading independent media brand dedicated to well-being with 15 million, that's right, 15 million monthly unique visitors. And they're also the hosts of the popular Mind Body Green podcast and author of a brand new book, which I really enjoyed reading. And we know readers are leaders. And this is The Joy of Wellbeing, a practical guide to a happy, healthy, and a long life. Thank you both for joining us on the show. Well, thanks so much for having us, Jim. We're big fans. So it's an honor to be with you. Thank you for having us. I think our audience is going to get a a lot of value out of and something that they really feel, which is you talk about the rise of algorithms, you know, and their impact on our health, you know, and on our nutrition, you know, our brain health, our mental health, and how we could foster a more balanced and less kind of a polarizing environment for shared health information online, you know, because a confused mind doesn't do anything. And like, you know, who do you trust? And how do you filter this information? And with algorithms, you know, it, we talk about it in Limitless. Uh, we talk about four uh, Ds, if you will, of the uh, horsemen of the mental apocalypse, uh, digital distraction, digital deluge, which is the overload, digital dementia, which is where we're outsourcing our, our memory to our smart devices. And um, and, you know, I know we're going to talk about this when I'm a guest on, on your show. So I encourage everyone to follow your podcast. And of course, we'll put links in um, the show notes at jimquick.com forward slash notes. But the fourth one I term digital deduction, which is it's the high reliance on technology. To, it's even doing the thinking for us nowadays. And so what's, what's your general take or perception when we're addressing, you know, technology in real life and, and algorithms, you know, paint, paint us a picture. I'm so glad you asked this question because it's a big why of why we wrote this book. Mm. You know, unfortunately, the world we live in, there is information overload. There's so much information in health and wellness, and there are so many great experts and influencers, but but it's too much. And unfortunately, the way to stand out is to have an extreme point of view. And I think the study that really hit home for us was one that came out of the Wharton School, the University of Pennsylvania where they analyzed the most viral articles in the New York Times. This is the New York Times, one of the most widely read papers in the world. And they looked at the most emailed list. This is the list you want to be on if you're you're a writer at the New York Times. And they classified the articles by emotion to see if there were any patterns. And there were. And the top three emotions were anxiety, awe, and anger. Wow. Yeah. Number one was anger. Anger increased virality by 34%. In other words, if someone were to read an article in the New York Times and that article caused that person to be angry, it was more likely to be read, watched, shared, commented on, widely distributed. So anger equals 
clicks and revenue. And I don't think this is exclusive to the New York Times. Unfortunately, this is the way the algorithms work at, in social media. And that doesn't really reward having a uh, balanced, reasonable point of view. It rewards extreme points of view that incite anger. And we see that all the time in health and wellness. And that was a, a big why behind our book. You know, we, we talk about a lot in our podcast, mental health, and really starting a lot with also brain health. And uh, your book also talks about social connections. And so it's not just our biological network, you know, our neurological networks uh, in terms of what affects our performance and our, our productivity, even our peace of mind. But how do our social networks contribute to to greater brain health, particularly in terms of, you know, cognitive function, mental wellness and well-being? Well, you know, I think in the context of longevity, we spend a lot of time talking about cardiovascular disease since that's number one killer. Mm -hmm. But, but, every, but every, every doctor, every uh, expert in the space knows what is good for the heart is good for the brain. And they go hand in hand. And I think in, in the conversation around longevity, you don't necessarily want to be fit and healthy, but, you know, be really suffering with cognitive decline. I don't think anyone wants that yeah. or, or vice versa. And, you know, coming back to connection, I think in our space, nutrition and exercise are foundational, they're paramount, but they're, but they're pretty easy to get an understanding of. You know, I, I kind of know if I'm eating well, I know if I'm working out enough, but when it comes to connection with our emotional well-being, the questions might be a little bit more difficult. You know, you, answer, you ask yourself, it's the middle of the night and there's a crisis, who are the people I call? And, and maybe no one's on that list. And maybe that requires a lot of, a lot of work internally and, and, and beginning a process of asking questions you don't necessarily want to answer. And I think coming out of, of COVID, it's just been clear with the mental health crisis and the decline in, in, in how long we live here in America, that connection is paramount. There was a 2019 study out of Cigna uh, that said only half of Americans, they had meaningful day-to-day face-to-face social interactions. This is 2019. Can you imagine wow. how terrible that statistic is today? You know, a study that's making the rounds right now, uh, essentially saying that smoking uh, and loneliness, uh, you know, comparing the two, where being lonely is, is just like smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And, and that's horrifying. You know, there, there's one study that, that I particularly love, which really hit home for me because I can easily get caught up in nutrition and exercise and, and, and all the testing is a study called the Rosetto study. And Rosetto was a small town in rural Pennsylvania in the 1950s. And this is when heart disease arrives in America, except in Rosetto. In Rosetto, the rate of heart attacks for those under 65 was half that of the nation. Men under 55, no, no cases, non-existent. And so they took a look. What are they doing at Rosetto? What's the secret? Well, they were smoking, they were drinking, they were eating lots of pasta and meatballs. This makes absolutely no sense. And so they, they, they took a deeper look. And these people had unbelievably strong social connections. Multi-generational living was paramount. There were lots of parades, parties. They were enjoying the wine and food with family and friends. And then the 1960s, community starts to break up. People move away. Guess what? Heart disease arrives and catches up with the national average. And to me, this is just speaks to the power and the magic of social connections and how we need to be stimulated around people we love, around conversation, because if we don't, we suffer. 
Do you have too much to read, but too little time? Are your shelves full of books that you haven't read yet and become shelf help, not self-help? And that's why I created the Quick Reading Course. 15 minutes a day, 21 days, will absolutely transform your life. Just go to quickbrain.com forward slash reading. Use the code podcast15 and you'll get instant access. I would say it's it's interesting because when you flip through social media or podcasts, most of them focus on those on diet, you know, and exercise, and uh, it's 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 incredible in terms of when it what's when it's weighted in terms of what really moves the needle for both happiness and health. So, are there specific activities that the two of you like certain practices that an individual who's listening right now can incorporate into their daily lives with their team, with their family, to promote brain health, particularly in the context of, of social connections and emotional well-being. We'll put a link also to the, that recent um, study on loneliness and, and cigarette smoking, that comparative. But in terms of solid connections and, uh, and emotional well-being, what are some, how do people do that if they're working from home and, um, it doesn't matter if it's in person or if it's, you know, on FaceTime or Zoom. Yeah. In 2023, I think social connection is the most underrated drug out there in terms of its impact on your own health and well-being. There is an intentionality to it that you need to have in order to incorporate it into your life. And as new residents of, of Miami, a place where we didn't really have a ton of friends and community here, we had to intentionally incorporate community and friendship into our lives. And what that meant is putting us outside of our comfort zone in a lot of different ways. And I found myself being the first person to text and asking another woman out on a date so that we could hang out and build community. I think it requires the same amount of intentionality that you may apply to your business KPIs, that you may apply to your business objectives in the same way that you would write them out and calendar them. If this is a new muscle for you, you actually have to do that with your social connections as well to ensure that it happens because it is a new muscle for many of us. And then there's also keeping in touch with old acquaintances and Esther Perel, you know, a phenomenal relationships expert who Jason's had on the podcast has just given us an easy prompt of how to do that when you have fallen out of touch with people. Hey, been thinking of you, would love to reconnect. I think it's, you know, a few steps that are really intentional that you have to make. And if you're totally unclear of where to start, um, influencer Arthur Brooks, a phenomenal journalist, mm -hmm. has the concept of a personal mission statement. And one of the questions that we ask in the, in the joy of well-being is what brings you joy? And if you can't answer that, I think there's probably some introspection that needs to happen. But it's oftentimes in those moments where you are experiencing joy, where you're in your own group, that you're likely going to meet other people who have like-minded interests. And it's a first place to start building community. I don't think you necessarily just need to look at your work as your community, but really look at the entire world as your ecosystem of a place to help build and forge those relationships. And if you don't know where to start, go for a walk. Walking is one of the most underrated practices. There was a great study out of the UK, 78,000 adults. They found that clocking around 10,000 steps a day was correlated with a 51% risk reduction in dementia. Wow. So two birds with one stone, go walk with a friend. There's someone that you haven't, you don't have to go out for a dinner date or coffee. Hey, let's just go for a walk and see what happens. It's, it's interesting in terms of having that intentionality and just being conscious, you know, uh, even if people just set a goal for themselves to, to meet 
or connect with one person, you know, a day and take small, simple steps. I find that taking one step in another direction could completely change someone's destination. Um, but that intentionality uh, presupposes somebody has also some level of purpose. And so have you looked into how having a sense of purpose and community helps to, to maintain or even improve our brain health uh, versus, you know, at various ages and stages? Yeah, I, look, I, I think purpose is a big one. And in many ways, you know, look, it's the last chapter of our book. And, and that's because if you don't have purpose, I think it kind of negates all the good work you're doing in the rest of your life with regards to exercise, nutrition, breath, sleep, all, the, the whole kit and caboodle. Because if you don't know why you're getting out of the bed, out of bed in the morning, if you don't think you have a, a higher calling, if you're not feeling useful and relevant, if you're not you know, devoting any part of your life to caring for others, if you're not thinking about how I can contribute to the world, I don't think you're going to be happy. I don't think you hear you, anecdotally, you hear this all the time about, about someone who loses their, their purpose. They are married to their work and the work goes away and they deteriorate rapidly. And I, I think it's for all those reasons. I think you need to really, you know, going back to the why of the book, you know, I think a lot of the conversation on longevity is just like, let's get you to live a long life and be healthy. But I think you need to have the why. What's the intention behind it? What do you want to be doing? How do you want to be spending your time? Who do you want to be spending it with? What do you want to be physically able to do? What, what cognitively do you want to be able to do? And I think that's part of the conversation. We don't spend enough time because if you, if, if you don't, if you can't answer all the questions I just went through, I think you're going to be pretty miserable. You have a lot of these questions also in, in the book because I, I was highlighting them, things like, you know, why do you get out of bed in the morning? And, you know, is it about achieving or is it about, you know, finding fulfillment and, and joy? There's a phrase about um, you prefer to treat instead of cheat. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, that's a big one, Jim. I'm glad you brought that up. Just from a mindset perspective, people tend to use the word cheat. We don't like that at all. We believe in treat. This is something you should enjoy. We think from a mindset perspective, it just sends completely the wrong message. If you're going to have a, a, usually this is, you know, something with sugar and carbs, uh, you should really enjoy it and, and have it be a treat and not be something that you're ashamed of. And I think from a mindset perspective, it just really sets people up for fail. And only you can determine what your well-lived life looks like. And as you go on that journey of mapping it out, it's important that you cultivate these joyful experiences, whether it's food as ritual or whatever it may be, and indulge and enjoy and, and get rid of the guilt. If you're going to have a donut, have an incredible donut. Don't have a crappy donut. Enjoy <laughs> it. Just don't do it every day. And it's not, so it's not just what you eat that matters. It's actually how you do it. You know, Absolutely. in the state that you're doing it and in and, and the mindset around around that, your attitudes and assumptions about it. You know, instead of lifespan, you have this term in there talking about uh, joy span. Yeah. And I think, you know, the conversation, the 1.0 was longevity. Let, let's get you to 100 years old. The 2.0 is health span because you want to be healthy and, and, and mobile and active. What's your why? And I think that's just more critical. Getting to the why. What is your intention behind longevity? Living a long life for the sake of accumulating years, in our view, is just pointless. Amazing. Colleen and Jason, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks so much, Jim.
Thank you so much. Be well. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I want to thank you very much for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe. We always uh, recommend people join our YouTube. We put the extended version beyond 20 minutes uh, on our YouTube channel. Join over 1.1 million subscribers there. And a quick uh, giveaway. I have uh, quite a few copies of this uh, book. Um, so what I would love to do is um, if people would do this, uh, take a screenshot of this podcast and whatever medium you're consuming it right now and uh, post it and tag tag me and tag my body green at mind body green perfect so we get to see it um, and what do you want them to share maybe we could ask them to make the post and share one thing what do you want them to share maybe a question that they're answering or something that brings them joy yeah what's one thing or one a person or situation or anything that that brings you joy i'll repost uh, some of my favorites because you'll tag us both and so we get to see it and i'll actually gift a copy of of the book to uh, to one of our listeners just as a thank you so help us spread the joy um you know with uh, around the world it's kind of like that butterfly effect right <laughs> love it butterfly flapping its wings somewhere it could you know it changes the, the cosmos you know, with that ripple effect. So I, you know, it's, it's this is such an important thing to be able to value now in a time of uh, turbulence and change. And if it bleeds, it leads. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. I, in terms of, I'm glad things that are awe-inspiring goes viral, but things that are driving anxiety and anger, not, not so, not so good. So maybe we, everyone here could step up and, uh, and be that source of light in a, in a dim world. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You wanna learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. 
I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our quick success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your Limitless Book Club, where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour, uh, share going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode. 